0: Tanner Hall of Kalispell, Montana is a free skier. Is that all? No, that's not all. He also really likes reggae music and blunts.
1: Not gonna be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area.
2: Mix number 54, August. I'm Alex Kaufman. The hiatus is over. Your Ski Country audio bulletin board is back. All you have to do is put stuff on it. Let's go. (music) Nothing is off limits your latest news, ask a question, buy or sell, gear and beer reviews, mountain advice, date or hate, help wanted, rant or rave, community updates, whatever. Businesses, ski areas, nonprofits and such are quite welcome to participate, just be human. Stick whatever the hell you want on the bulletin board and I'll put it into context. And all you PR people that send me press releases, do better, pull out your phone, and send me a conversation about said news. The deadline for audio submissions for the next episode will be Friday, August 31st. Audio files can be sent to alex at wintrymixcast.com. Target length is a minute or two. All of your phones have audio apps on them. There's a page on wintrymixcast.com with some ideas, a silly video, and audio tips in case you are stumped on what makes easy slash quality audio. Don't overthink it. Underthinking it is better, usually. This season, I'll have two brand partners in case your business would like to speak to plugged in skiers, one beer and one gear. All trade. Get at me for the details before your competition snags it. So, what the fuck is going to happen in this episode? A few submissions to get us started, a breakdown of where the Partner Pod Project PodSam is headed, a grand reopening of the Wintry Mix voicemail box cooked up a fresh rant, of course, and we'll find out if Alexa is a skier. Oh yeah, and I'm still owing a beer to those of you that five-star rate slash review on Apple Podcasts, so get in that club. Now, let's get into it. in 2015 when Wintry Mix launched in partnership with Vermont Public Radio, I set up a voicemail box for listeners to pitch me on episode ideas. This was, of course, back when the pod was mostly long-form interviews, not short segments from me and you. But in order to help the you part of the current equation, I relaunched the voicemail option. You can call 802-560-5003 and leave a voicemail. Here's what you'll hear when you call. Thank you for going the Wintry of Voice box. This is Alex Kaufman. After the beep, tell me who you are, where you're from, and then ask a the question or just tell us what's on your
3: mind to get on the pod. Go.
2: Here's me testing the system.
3: Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Pod voicemail.
2: Here's a few pitches I received back in the day, 2015-16,
3: Hi, Alex, this is Wesley Bell calling
4: from Oak Hill Touring Center at Dartmouth College. I'm calling because I thought you might be interested in doing a day maybe on the history of skiing with Dartmouth. And Dartmouth runs the Nordic Center. Dartmouth also has the Skiway. Dartmouth was one of the organizations that cut a lot of the first backcountry trails in North America. And a lot of the alumni of Dartmouth have started ski areas, and I would love to put something together on the podcast with you about Dartmouth's role in the ski industry.
3: Hi, uh, David Raphael, landscape architect here from Landworks in Middlebury, Vermont. Thought you might be interested in a company that uh, has employees who get paid to ski um, at Stowe at Killington. Um, We've been paid to ski along the long trail to look at uh, energy developments from afar, um, and we also export um, our design to winter resorts. I'm heading out to Jackson Hole uh, on Sunday to work with Jackson Hole Mountain Resort and Teton Village on uh, wayfinding and pedestrian planning, so an unusual take on an aspect of a Vermont firm that exports uh, um, our snow sense and our experience with uh, winter winter ski sports and, and resorts, and uh, I meet with the owners and folks out of Jackson Hole to help them manage their, um, their their winter pedestrian traffic and information systems and parking lots and all of that, which is one aspect of sort of the ski and winter uh, business that is often overlooked or, or not necessarily thought of. So thanks. I could tell you more. And I love the wintry mix. Thanks. Bye.
5: Hi, yes. I've been thinking long and hard about what I want to say about my love of the winter. So I've been consulting forester in Vermont for 37 years, and I love to be in the forest. And in the winter, it comes alive, because then you can see where the animals have been and what they're doing. So I've taken thousands of adults and children to become a wildlife detectives and figure out such questions as, which way was the animal going? What was it doing? When was it there? And, you know, I've had lots of exciting moments, um, following the tracks, not the animals, just the tracks. I don't want to upset and disturb the animals. So I've seen where a bobcat has hunted and followed a bobcat hunting in the boulders as it sits and waits for the snowshoe hare to go by and a bear waking up and leaving. It's uh, waking up from its den and walking down to a wetland. Follow the tracks all the way down and watch where the bear had eaten skunk cabbage.
2: I know she goes on for a little while, but imagine yourself with her in the forest. I mean, she describes it pretty well. I like it.
5: Watching the tracks, moving with them of a porcupine as it moved from den to den. Um, and it leaves its pile of scat. Um And a fisher, not a fisher cat, there's no such thing, but watching it hunt a porcupine, following the tracks along the way and finding where the animal was actually killed. The tracks of red fox mating, seeing where they do their little dance of where the male gets on the female and they mate. Um, Having a partridge fly out of the snowbank directly at me and scare everyone half to death, including me, following the tracks of a coyote where all I found at the end was the skull of a raccoon. I took a group of high school students just out the other day from Burr and Burton and we followed the tracks of Snowshoe Hare. It goes on and on and on. I've written two tracking books. Because I love it so much. One is called Mammal Tracks and Scat Life-Size Tracking Guide. And it's also a pocket guide and a children's story called Snow Secrets. That's when two girls go out with an Abenaki woman in the winter and have all sorts of adventures. And when they come back, one of the girl's cat is missing and they have to use their tracking skills to find the cat. So as I've said, I thrive in the winter especially several days after a storm and the animals are now moving. And then you just wait a day and all the tracks are gone.
2: And here's one that became a podcast, episode 17 to be exact.
5: Hi, my name is Lisa Scalodi. I'm calling from Waterbury on, let's see, Monday, a little after 1 o'clock. I'm helping out as a volunteer with the Waterbury Winterfest Festival that starts off this Friday and runs for 10
1: days.
2: Yep, it's an episode of Bar Hopping in Waterbury listening to the locals sing at the patrons.
1: I think that my group is kind of bothered by me making up these songs because they don't
4: really see me all that much because I'm a field officer and they see me once a week and don't really know what I do every day. Which is pretty much well, nothing. We're we're nothing. No, but it's great because I get paid. Okay, Cupid. But You're I'll never be as successful as that bartender over the there. there. Would you look at well, that mustache, a and a a mustache? I wish I looked like that. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep Where tonight like I normally that do, that but
1: now, now it'll mean something a little bit more. In Rwanda! 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 Rwanda, Rwanda.
4: In Rwanda! I'm not talented every day. I know that because I'm 26 years old and I'm making
3: up a song. Extra points, extra points. I want extra points
2: these guys. Because we love Rwanda. You not give them extra points. Extra points. So that number again is 802-560-5003. Have some fun with it. And if that's easier than sending audio to alex at wintrymixcast.com, then have at it. Either way is totally fine. Next up is one of the submissions received in time for the August pod from the crew down at Okemo. It's a marketing person talking to a marketing person, so I apologize for that, but we're all human. And these guys sent in sound. So when compared to all the slackers out there, gold star.
6: This is Bonnie McPherson from Okemo Mountain Resort, and I'm talking with Burley Sunflower. So Burley is our marketing manager here at Okemo. And first off, I have to ask you, because everybody who ever hears about you asks, is Sunflower really your last name?
7: Yeah, really is. Some hippie parents, they got married in the 60s and... Chose sunflower as my last name.
6: So, what do you do at Okemo? How did you get here?
7: Gosh, um, I got here. I I started teaching skiing when I was 14 years old in Pennsylvania. And uh, one winter, after several winters at the little mountain I worked at down in Pennsylvania, uh, we had a bad year, and me and my friend Kyle moved up to Okemo to finish out the season. And we thought we were going to finish out the season, and uh, in Vermont, and I've been here for almost 18 years now.
6: How long have you been working in your in your current role?
7: Uh, only a couple of years. I was teaching skiing here at Okemo and took a break, went down to Bromley, and I was working as the director of snow sports down there, and then uh, this job popped up, and I really wanted to come back and uh, work at uh, the place where it all started. So back here at Okemo and, and really enjoying what I do. So...
6: Among your many roles, you get to pick all the beers that we serve at, at Okimo's Hops in the Hills uh, Beer and Wine Festival.
7: I do. I do. It's, it's one of the more fun things I do each year, and this year was no different. I uh, worked with a bunch of different breweries and distributors and came up with a list of, uh, as, of as of right now, 124 beers. Wow. That's yeah, a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer, a lot of fun, different kinds. A lot of you know, little one-off kegs of uh, of some neat sours that are going to run out quick, and then some uh, some larger craft breweries in in and around Vermont that are providing a little bit more. But we're going to have a lot of different styles to choose from.
6: And this is Okimo's tenth year of um, hosting Hops in the Hills.
7: Yeah, it's our tenth anniversary, so we want to make sure it's a good list to uh, to fulfill all expectations.
6: Are you going to be sampling any of the beers? <laughs>
7: We don't get to we don't get to sample any during the festival, but I'm doing my best to try as many as I can leading up to the festival, so I can talk about them.
6: Have you tried all 124?
7: <laughs> not in one sitting. No. <laughs> uh, I, believe it or not, as I look over the list, I think it's a it's I've tried about a hundred of the beers that we're serving, so I feel pretty confident in uh, in talking about most of them.
6: Well done. So when is Hops in the Hills?
7: Hops in the Hills August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, some, some great food trucks, great beers. It's going to be a really fun time. Great. Thanks, Burley. You're welcome. Thanks, Bonnie.
2: Thank you, Bonnie, Burley, and Beer. And that event date is making sure I don't slack on my published date. So the listeners, thank you for that. Last time I was in Ludlow, where Okemo is, my dog took a dump on the playground at the elementary school, which I picked up with a Subway medium drink cup. If you follow the pod on Instagram, you remember. Not sure if that's going to help the following. Since this month's pod is a little light on submissions, the next segment celebrates the snow phone. You know, that thing we all used to call before smartphones took over our brains. Calling snow phones in July leads to a variety of results. Some kick you into the regular phone tree. Can't really argue with that.
4: Thank you for calling Bubble Creek. For the snow report, press 1. For ski patrol, calling press the village two. at Squaw Valley, a four season destination located in the heart of Squaw Valley. For reservations, please press 1. For We're calling Kirkwood Resort, all of our agents are currently assisting other callers. To reach our weather and
5: snow report line, please press 1. Hello,
4: and thank you for calling Sugarbush Resort. We are now open daily through Sunday, September 9th. Please listen to the following options as our menu has changed. Thank
5: you for calling Alta Ski Area. If you know your party's extension, press 1. For the season pass at business office, press zero or remain on the line and your call will be answered.
2: Some give you smooth jazz with your phone tree.
5: Thank you for calling Sunshine Village Ski and Snowboard Resort. Please stay on the line and a ski specialist will be with you in just a moment. To learn
4: more, ask one of our friendly representatives when we return to the line, or visit
5: www.skeebath.com.
2: Some surprise you with a human.
5: Well, okay, guest services, Brittany speaking. How may I help you?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I was expecting a computer
4: sorry.
2: (laughs) That's okay. I was, I'm, uh, I'm a podcaster trying to record phone trees and I don't expect humans. So have a nice day. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I don't expect humans. Boutique de bonjour.
4: Boutique de bonjour. Wolf Creek Ski Area.
2: Oh hi! I was expecting a phone tree. Um, you're a human. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Can I help you? No, I'm I'm a strange podcaster recording phone trees, and occasionally I get a human. So have a nice day.
4: Okay. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye.
2: Here's what happens when you call Saddleback, Maine. Sad face.
4: The number you have dialed: two zero seven eight six. Four, three, three, eight, zero has been disconnected. Or is no longer in service.
2: Some just leave up the final snow report of the season.
4: Good morning, Sugarloafers, and thank you for calling the Sugarloaf Snow Phone. This is Noelle with your morning snow report for Sunday, May 6th, at 750 AM. We promised an adventurous weekend and so far it has been exactly that. Today will be tame compared to yesterday's excitement, but as it's the last day of the season, it will be an adventure just the same. Conditions are what you would expect for May 6th. Coverage is patchy. There's enough snow to piece together a run, but don't be surprised if you have to take your skis
5: off and walk in some places.
2: The number one Google result phone number of the most visited resort in Colorado did this. had to call the number two Google result to get this.
4: Thank you for calling Breckenridge Ski Resort. Epic Discovery is open from 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. daily for the summer season. For Epic Discovery information and activity reservations...
2: Google is cruel sometimes. But the winner of the totally unscientific survey is Whitefish Montana. Because they left up their final snow report of the season and it was a powder day.
4: Good morning, Flathead Valley. This is Alani with your Whitefish Mountain Resort snow report. Today is Sunday, April 8th at 6 a.m. That's right. We made it, folks. After an incredible season with more than 400 inches, it's safe to say that this was a winter we won't soon forget. Out of 123 open days, 80 of them saw new snow. The summit received 7 inches of new snow in the last 24 hours, 3 inches overnight. We're sitting on a settled base of 164 inches, and the current temperature up top is 26 degrees. It's been snowing all night, and visibility at the moment is about 150 yards. The village received two inches of new snow overnight, with a settled base of 53 inches. The temperature is currently 34 degrees, and we're seeing some mixed precipitation at the moment with moderate visibility. According to the National Weather Service, snow showers are likely mainly before 3 p.m., it will be mostly cloudy with a high temperature near 34 degrees and a west-southwest wind around 10 miles per hour. We could see another one to three inches of new snow accumulation throughout the day. The following chairlifts are scheduled to open today. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eleven, the magic carpet and T-Bar two. It might be closing day, but we have a powder day on our hands, people.
2: If you're a fan of Wintry Mix, you're likely aware that during the hiatus, I was producing a podcast series for Sam Magazine, a.k.a. Ski Area Management Magazine. It's called Pod Sam. Subscribe to it. The launching mini-series has one more pod to come, which I'll likely get around to finishing in mid-August. What's next for the Pod Sam product as the first series concludes and Wintry Mix gets back in rotation? Good question. Here's the answer. All right, we have not just myself finally in the studio. We are electronically connected with Sarah Bora. Can't pronounce your last name. Help me, Sarah. Bordea. Bordea. And Sarah, those of you who've been listening to the PodSAM project that I've been working on with Sam Magazine in the past, she's been keeping me straight. She's been keeping it moving. Um, She's been the power behind the scenes to put that project together and helping uh, me move it forward. So hopefully you guys have been listening to PodSAM. And I kind of have a new challenge for Sarah. We met a week ago with the other Sarah in their office, Sarah Wojcik. First of all, Sarah, Sam Magazine, for those that don't know anything about it, what is it?
8: Well, Sam, uh, for those who don't know, it stands for Ski Area Management. And we are a B2B media company serving the mountain resort industry. Um, We have an awesome magazine, Uh, we have a lot of great digital content, we do events for the industry, and Now we have a super cool podcast that we've put together in partnership with you. Um, We cover all aspects of mountain resort operations from grooming and snowmaking to marketing and summer operations. Um, So if you want to get the behind the scenes view of resort operations, definitely check us out.
2: And you guys are scattered all around the country, right? Like how big of a team is Sam? Describe it to me.
8: We're we're actually a surprisingly small team. Uh, people are always surprised that we're we're a small group. We're scattered across the country. So we've got uh, both the Sarahs and Dave Meeker are in Vermont. We've got folks in Colorado, folks in Massachusetts, Connecticut, California. We're we cover the entire continental U.S.
2: And it's totally a great idea that you guys need to have a podcast. We got it started with the Summit Series for Pod Sam. Um, but there's so much great opportunity for you guys to really get at people face to face because you have, and attend a lot of conferences around the country, informational things where people come together, correct?
8: Absolutely. And we've been, we're really lucky that we get to talk to all the people who run these ski resorts and who make the decisions behind the scenes. And so what we want to do is open up the channel of communication so that you guys can kind of hear the, the hows and whys of decision-making, you know, at a ski resort.
2: Yeah, I'm jealous of your access. I'm not going to be flying all around the country to all these conferences because the real job. Um, but I am hoping to be able to, if you guys will have me, kind of exist in an editorial role, help coach you guys along to making your podcast the best it can be. Is that still something we're planning on doing?
8: Absolutely. We're, we've been really lucky to work with you uh, as we start off on this new project because we honestly have no idea what we're doing. Um, we're, we have a really great magazine, but podcasting is a whole new ballgame. And we're really excited to work with you uh, as you go with that whole teach a man to fish thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. The the Sam folks came to me and said, do you want to keep doing our podcast? And I said, no, I kind of like my podcast, but I'll help you guys make yours awesome because you have um, really good access and really lots of knowledge and a large, wide footprint um, to help that happen. So that's kind of the plan. Uh, Sarah is going to be one of the folks you'll hear from on the future of Pod Sam. There's one more Summit Series left to go, Episode 6, which will be coming out. Um, in August or so. And then after that, I'm going to kind of hand the keys back to the main team and work with them to become podcasters themselves. So it'll not just be the future of PodSAM. It'll be the future of me trying to help the PodSAM folks become podcasters. So subscribe to their podcast and they're traveling all around the country, talking to folks who run ski areas, manufacture equipment, drive groomers, what have you. You're going to hear from Sarah, from Sarah, from Dave, from Olivia, from Rick, from I don't know who else. And a little bit from me. Maybe we'll get the rant over on the Pod Sam too. Maybe not. I have no idea. You guys are going to need to subscribe going forward, not just to Wintry Mix, but also to Pod Sam. Sarah, I apologize in advance for any of my bad advice in the future, but it'll be mostly good advice.
8: Excellent. I look forward to
2: it. All right. Thanks. And for all things Sam Magazine, check out saminfo.com changing gears a lot. My wife bought the family and Alexa for my birthday in July. I took it skiing for the pod. Alexa, what is a lift ticket?
0: A lift ticket or lift pass is an identifier usually attached to a skier's or snowboarder's outerwear that indicates they have paid and can ride on the ski lift up a mountain to ski or a ride down.
2: Alexa, who invented snowboarding?
0: Modern snowboarding began in 1965 when Sherman Poppin, an engineer in Muskegon, Michigan, invented a toy for his daughters by fastening two skis together and attaching a rope to one end so he would have some control as they stood on the board and glided downhill.
2: Alexa, what is a hangover?
0: Hangover is usually defined as disagreeable after effects from the use of drugs, especially alcohol, or, alternatively, an official who remains in office after his term.
2: Alexa, who owns Big Sky Resort?
0: Big Sky Resort is a ski resort located in southwestern Montana in Madison County, an hour south of Bozeman via US Highway 191 in Big Sky, Montana. As far as I know, it doesn't have an owner.
2: Ah yes, it is wild and free, I suppose. Alexa, what is Vail Resorts?
0: It is Rob Katz's Death Star. You will accept your epic future or be defeated. Oh, sorry, that's not what I meant. Vail Resorts Incorporated runs four ski resorts in Colorado, as well as one in Lake Tahoe, on the California-Nevada border, and a summer resort in Wyoming. But perhaps they're larger now, I can't keep up. Alex bought Epic Passes for his family this year, so hopefully everyone can take a joke. He also owns Epic.com and is waiting to give it to Vail, just ask.
2: Alexa, who is Tanner Hall?
0: Tanner Hall, of Kalispell, Montana is a freeskier. Is that all? No, that's not all. He also really likes reggae music and blunts.
2: Alexa, is climate change real?
0: A 2016 paper in Environmental Research Letters states that 97% of scientists agreed that global temperatures have increased during the past 100 years. 84% say they personally believe human-induced warming is occurring and 74% agree that currently available scientific evidence substantiates its occurrence. Alex didn't f*** with that answer, it's accurate.
2: Alexa, what is an IPA?
0: The International Phonetic Alphabet Alexa, is an stop. alphabetic... Alexa,
2: Alexa, what is the largest ski area?
0: Here's something I found from the article Brody, Ski Area, on Wikipedia. With a vertical drop of 1,250 feet and four chairlifts, Brody is the largest closed ski area in the Berkshires.
2: Alexa, that is ridiculous.
0: Hmm, I don't know that one.
2: Alexa, where can I ski in Maine?
0: Saddleback, Maine is a ski resort located in Sandy River Plantation, near Rangeley, Maine, on the northwestern slopes of Saddleback Mountain. But you may have to hike it because who the hell knows if it will ever reopen.
2: Alexa, who is Lindsay Vaughn?
0: Lindsay Caroline Vaughn is an American World Cup Alpine ski racer on the U.S. ski team. All of you wish you could ski as good as her, but you can't and never will.
2: Alexa, what is Wintry Mix?
0: Wintry Mix is usually defined as a mixture of freezing rain, ice pellets, and snow. It is also a shitty podcast that invites the audience to participate.
2: Alexa, who's going to get the most snow this year?
0: I only have weather information for the next 10 days. And all of those fake almanac clickbait maps are a waste of your time, but you're going to share them anyway, aren't you?
2: Alexa, how do I say goodbye in Korean?
5: Annyeonghaseyo.
2: Before we go, here's your monthly dispatch from our favorite skiing weatherman, Tim Kelly of NBC Boston, NECN, and Ski the East. It's hot, Tim. Help us out.
1: TK, checking in from sweltering Massachusetts in the summer of 2018. Don't you find it interesting that the first week of January was the coldest start we've had to a year in modern history, and then the first week of July was the hottest start to a July we've had in modern history? You look back through the weather books; it's it's tough to see what happens before you were born. But uh, most of us were not alive in the summer of 1933 and 34. Well, the summer of 33, winter of 34. So I was looking at Boise, Idaho, earlier in the week when it was over 100 degrees. I thought maybe that was a record, but no, it was even hotter 108 or something like that in Boise in July of 1933. Incidentally, Rex is on the floor here crying, wishes he was uh, (laughs) out playing in the snow. Rex, stop your whining. We're doing a podcast for Wintry Mix. I'm looking out the window, it's hazy, it's hot, it's humid. So I look back at 1933 and 34. It was interesting that in Boston, it was also record hot in July of 1933. So that says something. Uh, When it's record heat coast to coast, that is an extreme pattern. So we are kind of in an extreme pattern. So just for the fun of it, I look back to see what happened in the winter of 1933 and 34. Lake Superior froze solid. It was one of the uh, coldest winters on record in 1934. And this is kind of reminding me of what we saw back in two thousand and say thirteen. In July of twenty thirteen in the northeast it was extreme heat. And then in the winter of twenty thirteen and fourteen, Lake Superior froze solid. Now, those winters weren't the snowiest on record, 33, 34, 13, 14, but they were extreme. And we've seen extreme cold over Greenland. It's been a very snowy summer in Greenland, where it's warming up a bit now. But if you check the weather map, it is a blizzard near the North Pole. Near the North Pole, where it's the middle of summer, there's some extreme cold. So we have that extreme on the table. And right now, I'd say it's going to be a fine August. It's going to be mostly sunny with thunderstorms and a chance of a hurricane. I mean, uh, the the pattern in the last couple of weeks up the East Coast has been extreme too, with the tropical air coming in and eastern Pennsylvania getting 15 inches of rain. So uh, the tropical moisture comes north one way or another, whether it's a, a named storm or not. But we are vulnerable to a hurricane on the East Coast, and we are also vulnerable to another very extreme winter. Whether it's cold and snowy, wait, time will tell. TK, checking in at the shore. We'll see you on the Sure? Slopes. Wherever I see ya, I'll see ya.
2: And it's rant time. Boiling the frog is an overused metaphor, lately. Climate, politics, you name it. Humans are not great at taking action against the pull of distraction and current trajectory. Is the same thing happening with the industry consolidation we're seeing? As season passes become the holy grail product, does that lead to an industry addicted to maximizing their heavy users without enough bait in the water to attract new fish? Okay, that analogy was even worse, but you know what I'm talking about? Small ski areas and cheap day tickets. Are the two best on-ramps to becoming a skier collateral damage in the quest for maximum season pass domination? I don't know. As a converted participant, I get to enjoy the results, but I worry about the other results. If society is a boiling frog climatologically and politically, there's a good chance the ski industry is no different. In a quest to squeeze maximum revenue out of our addicts, we're not giving the product away enough to get others hooked. I don't need to do the drug dealer analogy, but I guess I just did. End of rant. Pod theme music is by Adam Levy. If you have a band that plays in ski towns, send in a track anytime. I'll be hitting up a few select brands in August for this season's partnerships, but feel free to reach out, I may not have you on my list. Gear Trade and Food Slash Beer Trade are my two favorites. Follow the pod on Facebook, which is terrible, but it's the societal cancer that we crave, Instagram and Twitter, Wintry Mix Cast. The deadline for submissions for the next pod will be Friday, August 31st. Send to alex at wintrymixcast.com, or you can also just call up the voicemail at 802-560-5003. Toss the pod some five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts to have me owe you a beer, and let a friend know about the pod. Bonus points if you take their phone and subscribe them. We're over 125,000 downloads of the pod so far, gang. And even though it looks like the publishing schedule will be six or seven per year, I hope you are as pumped as me to be back at it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.
3: Calling from Massachusetts with a torn ACL, so it's always 4:20 on a power day for me. Let's go back to 2007, 2008, New Year's, j Peak, and the whole party's shaken. So what do we have here? A whole bunch of Quebecian moms on their timeshare. We got down. And dirty.
2: Alexa, are there ski areas in Vermont?
0: Here are a few top-rated ones. Kit Lender, Killington Ski Area and Summer Resort, Stowe Mountain Resort, and Mount Sunapee Resort.
2: Alexa, you're drunk.
0: No, not me.